Join us at East Coast Wings and Grill for craft wings, beer, burgers, skillets, flatbreads, and more. We use the best ingredients to create signature dishes like our award-winning wings made your way. Eat, unwind, and celebrate good times at your local East Coast Wings and Grill. by Rod Funderburg. The Nest is brought to you by East Coast Wings Kernersville, Kevin Bug State Farm Insurance, The Collegiate Store, Cindy Swain Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and Haveline Express Lube Kernersville. Here's your host, Rod Funderburg. Welcome everyone to the fifth edition of our inaugural season of The Nest with head football coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. We are in Kernersville, North Carolina, also known as the Big K Vegas. And the Nest is presented by East Coast Wings, which is where we are sitting right now. East Coast Wings is located at 800 North Main Street, right here in Kernersville. And we want to take the time to thank East Coast Wings for their hospitality, their tremendous wait staff, and making us feel right at home. East Coast Wings is our title sponsor for the entire 2019 East Forsyth football season. We would also like to take this time to recognize our other sponsors in addition to East Coast Wings, who include Kevin Bug of State Farm Insurance, The Collegiate Shop, Haveline Express Lube, and Cindy Swain of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I am your host, Rod Funderburk, and I'm sitting here with head coach, and probably Kernersville Citizen of the Year, Coach Todd Willard. Coach, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. You're killing me with these. I, get, I just get hammered back at school from my fans or my friends back home in Wisconsin when you say this stuff. They, you call me, my coaches call me rock star now since uh, from episode one or whenever two when you were here and you call me rock star. Coach Jones calls me, hey, rock star. Well, Coach, they're not far off. That's what you are in Kernersville. Man, you are the star, I'm telling you. Speaking of your buddies back in Wisconsin, are yeah. they giving me a break on your name? They yet? are. They, they, yes. They, 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 have, <laughs> they were very disappointed we weren't on last week. One of my buddies like, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. And I said, man, you got to get a life. Oh, his name's Billy Jensen. I said, man, you, you got to get a life, man. <laughs> coach, nothing wrong with that. Who'd you bring with you today, Coach? I got a uh, longtime assistant coach, Doug Lakis, with me. Uh, Doug started with me way back. When I first got the job, I actually kept him from the previous staff. 
Um, he was my assistant head coach, my offense coordinator. He's retired on me twice. And, oh, wow. Uh, you treated him that bad. You yeah, made him I guess. retire twice. Uh, twice. <laughs> Not once, twice. Um, but he's back with me again. We've got my other O-line coach, uh, Coach Saul, had some uh, health issues. And I asked Doug right. if he could fill in because he knew our offense. And, you know, that's one of the important positions is that O-line. And to, to train another guy, me and Coach Hort, my OC, just – thought Doug would be the best fit and thank God he's come aboard. Oh definitely coaching that offensive line is the oil that greases the machine and well, makes it work. I told the kids all the time we're gonna go like we go. So there you go. And, and they're they're doing a good job getting better and uh, which is all we can ask from week to week. So yes sir. Well Coach Lakers is great to have you here. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Yes sir. Yes sir. Well coach you know you and the Eagles had a bye last week. So you had the week off, not only, you know, on the field, but you had the week off from me harassing you with all my inquisitions. You know what I'm saying? One of the things I wanted to ask you about was the uniforms last go round. You said something to me last go round. I didn't quite catch it until the end, but I see what you meant now. You said it was hard to see the numbers on yeah. those dark on dark uniforms. Yeah. And I noticed that has a stadium light, has it got darker and the stadium lights went up. Man, I had to get my big binoculars out. <laughs> I usually bring two pair, but I had to get the big ones out. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Good deal. How do the kids like those uniforms? They, they love them. Uh, you know, anything black these days, kids, they're, they're begging me to get the black pants to go with them. But, <laughs> you know, I, the, the, the Under Armour guy convinced me to put the, the darker uh, behind the, the dark number where mm -hmm. I wanted a lighter but, uh, you know, I can't I, – we, we don't have the funding to redo those numbers, so we're going to just have to live with them. And Des and you guys are going to have to get mad at me. That I mean, they just hate when we wear those black jerseys. Well, listen, Alan Plaster has deep pockets. Can't we reach in there and pull some money out of his pocket? I see that truck he's driving in that house he lives uh, in. Yeah, man. He, hey, Lakers, he, a, he got money, doesn't he? <laughs> he's got deep pockets, but he's got some short arms. <laughs> heard that he's got the alligator arms huh Lakers that is pretty cool oh man well guys looks like the Eagles are off to a perfect 5-0 start so congratulations there and you're going to be heading into Friday's game looking to keep a perfect record this season and this week you guys are going to have a pretty tough matchup you know as you're going to be taking on the undefeated 6-0 Grimsley Whirlies over in Greensboro on Friday and that game is scheduled to kick off this Friday, October 4th at 7.30 p.m. But before we get into talking about that matchup with Grimsley, I do want to speak just a little bit about the win you guys had over at Page, not this past Friday, but the Friday before that sealed and had all the fans satisfied for homecoming. Now, Coach Willard, that was a heck of a game I saw against the Pirates. And your team, they executed well. They seemed focused. They had a high level of intensity. And as a matter of fact, within that first half, for a minute, I told Dez, I said, Dez, they're playing seven-on-seven seven drills right now. They're doing seven-on-seven <laughs> seven drills, and they're loving it. And, of course, it showed when you guys walked away with the 43-7 win over the Pirates on homecoming night. What was going through your mind from beginning of that game to the end of it? Um, you know, the, the big thing, the thing I'm most proud of is we had about eight guys that didn't dress. We were pretty banged up, so we needed this bye week. Mm -hmm. But we had guys just step up and, uh, and make plays, uh, I mean, offensively, defensively, special teams, uh, the coaches. You know, my, my attitude is next man up, you know, and all that. But, you know, we, 
Page is uh, a great program. They're down a little bit, but you saw them. They got some dudes out there, and uh, they do. We, we, we probably have one of our our better games of the year. But I'm going to tell you this: that that homecoming crowd was unbelievable. I mean, that the environment, the stands, people coming back, the alumni, um, just it, it makes me so proud as a head coach to see. Um, where the program is right now. It's just a great sense of pride to have all the old alumni back. Well, Coach, thank you for being here. I mean, at East Forsyth, you're doing a great job. It's my alma mater. It's Dez's alma mater. So many East Forsyth, you know, alma mater alumni are mm-hmm. listening, you know, to the games, which is so awesome, and they comment on it. They're leaving stuff on Facebook. And, uh, and even the kids that you guys are helping to rear, believe it or not, you're helping to rear some of these kids that may not have the father figures that they need, and I appreciate you guys for that. So, Coach, that's two weeks in a row that I watched your Eagles put on an excellent showcase of talent. You know, this last one against the Page Pirates. So it's hard to figure out, you know, who the best player of the game was, the player of the game, because there were so many athletes that were making plays all over the field. Like, you take Amani. Amani showed me not only that he could run, but he's useful and he's a weapon in the passing game. I had no idea he had hands like that. And then on top of that, he blocked too. He's not selfish, he blocked. So I was like, wow, I'm learning something new about Imani. Then Joseph Brown, he had a pretty good game. He got some really good time. Jamison Warren, he had a good game. And of course, Ty Lyles, he played a heck of a game. Um, But I gotta say this, you got a sophomore wide receiver, Damon Stokes. Now he really impressed me, as a matter of fact, I won't call out the pirate paid the page's name because, you know, it's high school football. You don't want to do that to these young kids. But he called a touchdown pass in the end zone. I'm sure you saw it on film. And the first thing we yelled up in the press booth, we, we yelled it quietly, if you can do that, if there's a such thing. But we yelled, you got mossed. And we talked about that because he did. I mean, it's like he just jumped up. And the defender was in front of him, and the defender thought he was going to get his hand on the ball. And he said, nope, I'll take that. Thank you. If, if you see the defender <laughs> after the play, he's, like, distraught because he's like, I thought I had the interception. Yes. And that was the first thing that went through my mind is that would be on Randy Moss's show on Sunday. Yes, you know, sir. He, that he has. Yes, sir. And uh, it, it, was, it was just uh, he's I'm been really a special good. kid for us, one of those guys we didn't know. In, in, in spring ball, uh, he just showed out on, on uh, scout team is how we mm-hmm. kind of found him. And, oh, was that right? Okay. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, Diamond in the rough. Yeah, and yeah. stepped up and is just going to get better and better. Yeah, he is. That is awesome. And then, you know, on the defensive end, it was great team defense. Everyone was swarming to the ball, which I love to see that on defense. I believe Javon McAllister, he at least had a pair of interceptions, didn't he? Did he have he three? One. I think he had one. Was it just got, one? It's, okay. it's, it's been a couple of weeks. It now. has. It's been a couple of Fridays ago, but, you know, we want to give him honorable yeah. mention yep, on the defensive he end. Well. He did a great job. And, um, I mean, the game was awesome. Coach Lakers, you know, we realize games are won and lost down in the trenches right there on the line of scrimmage. What were you feeling about how your offensive line prepared and performed? for that game against Page Pirates? I think we prepared very well. Um, They did some different things schematically up front. Mm -hmm. And so some of it we didn't see on film, but we kind of had a hunch watching last year's game and some past things that Page has done. Mm -hmm. So we we also went against those during the week in practice. Mm -hmm. Scout team does a great job uh, simulating the other team's defense 
and so we're able to kind of have a jump on where they're, you know, how they're going to line up, when they're going to, where they're going to slant, where they're going to blitz, those kinds of things. The kids prepare very well, and on Friday, you know, sometimes during the week you're not real sure how it's going to go. Right, right. Friday nights have been, you know, like I said, the old offensive line has seemingly improved every week. They have. They um, have been tremendous. They had a real good day today in practice. Good. So, I mean, I think I think we're heading in the right direction. Good. And just watching them, I mean, you can see, like you said, the progression uh, each week that they're having. And obviously you're doing an excellent job with the offensive line. Thank you. Thank you. So my question is this, how would you describe your style of coaching, especially when you're talking about getting the big guy, I mean the big heavies, ready for an upcoming game? How would you describe the way that you go about your business? Um, it's pretty intense. Uh, I, I think expectation, uh, my expectations are, are really high. Mm -hmm. And uh, the kids and the relationship I have with the kids and build with the kids is, is really, really a good one really a positive one so that when I have to get onto them mm -hmm. and get into them a little bit, right, they right. respond and they don't, you know, there's not a lot of potting, there's not a lot of, you know, what's he what's he calling me out for right. and this and that. And I call them all out. So right. it's not, it's, <laughs> hey, it, you're an equal opportunity <laughs> caller-outer. <laughs> if you guys remember Jacob, you know, Fletcher, he had yes. spoke on the yes. show. I remember I was at his parents' house and, and I about to tell him that I was going to bring Lakis on. Uh -huh. And it's he's like urban legend. People, the, the dad's like, Doug like it. Like that guy, <laughs> like, they're like, his, uh, Jacob's dad brings him in and he goes, now, is, I've heard he's pretty rough. I said, if your boy wants to play college football one day, this is the old line coach. Seriously, Doug, yeah, I've been doing this a long time. Mm -hmm. He's probably one of the best offensive line coaches uh, I've ever been around. And, uh, We've, we've had our spats. Uh, in my earlier career, I fired him about 35 <laughs> times. He'd get fired every day because he's my offensive coordinator. I mean, seriously. And uh, but, Did he uh, quit, too, amongst he, that? He quit, or he was he only quit. fired? Okay, he just right. fired. Never quit. never quit. And uh, when it's all said and done, we, we've become best friends. And me being down here from Wisconsin, not having a lot of my friends mm -hmm. that are still in Wisconsin uh, – Doug's become one of my best friends down here, so it's Good just deal. great to have him back. Coach, how long have you two been together coaching? Todd started in 2003, I think, and I was with him, like I said, a couple times I, I retired, but I was with him a total of now, I think it's 16, 16 years. 15 16. or oh, wow. 16, 16 years. years. Yeah, yeah. So you You've guys only missed a few seasons. We've won yeah. a lot of games, and I, awesome. I kid with him because I tell him that Every time they win a conference championship, I was coaching with them. When they didn't win the conference championship, they, I wasn't there. Really? Until last well, year. Until he, last he year. left until after, last year. He left. He he graduated three Division One guys one year when uh -huh. and Daniel Bryan was a quarterback yeah. and he had David Collins went uh, D one. Our tight end went D one. Another kid went to state. Three. Three offensive linemen and a tight end went D1, uh -huh. and he retired after that year. <laughs> oh, wow. so. so you retired, and you left during the state championship run, too. Am, am I hearing that correct? To be honest, I retired from the whole – from teaching and yeah. coaching in okay. 2017. Got you. And they – that was a year that they – even then with, a, with a, what I thought was kind of a mediocre team, went three rounds in the state playoffs, which yeah. is a tribute to them. Definitely. And then last year, yeah, of course, they went on that magical run. They did. And uh, and so, you know, and then when Todd approached me this year and asked me if I would consider coming back to help him, basically help him out, you know, I said, sure. 
and uh, that he was good enough to me last year to include me in the ceremony at the end of the, you know, when they did the rings and all that. Oh, that's so cool. That was awesome. Good and, deal. Uh, you know, I've kept in touch with a lot of kids that we that we have coached and, mm -hmm. and sent on to college, and it's been a great run. And, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this year. This year's been a lot of fun. Did he have to twist your arm in order to get you to come no. back, or was it pretty much an, an easy sale? I'll be honest. I had to think about it. I Did had, you? I, yeah, okay. I had to go home because we've been doing a lot of traveling, going back and forth to the beach on weekends, and mm -hmm. having that freedom was, was really nice, you know, right. to do those kinds of things. And, and I know the time that we put in over there. Right. So, right. so if, I, if I say, okay, I'm going to do it, and I only know one way. Right. So – so, I, you know, he asked me to do the spring so we could get through the spring because that's a, that's a big time for us, especially yeah. on the offensive line. And so I said, sure, I'll go ahead and do that, and then I'll get you through, you know, hopefully get you through the fall too and we'll see where we're at. And so it's been, it's been great, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. So now I'm working on uh, 2020 contract yeah, right now. I'm yeah, trying to get him one say. more. Coach, aren't you going to get him another he, he, year? Guys, I mean, help me out here. He's got Fletch. He's got basically four returning guys, Call You can't leave them going into their senior year so i don't know if where his wife's not here right now but maybe we can sign it while she's not around we can sign it on <laughs> she's right on she just, yeah, we'll get him to sign for one more year after this well uh, coach lakers you wouldn't dare leave your guys who you're watching train up right now before they graduate would you you wouldn't do that would I you i wouldn't dare leave them this year <laughs> Coach, I'm trying to help you out I here, Coach. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, it's, it's great. I'm enjoying it every day. And, uh, and uh, like I said, it, not, you don't lose it. I mean, I came back and jumped right in. And, right. And Todd's been great. Um, you know, what he's what he's built over there and the culture he's built over there is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I'm glad, to have been part, I'm glad to be part of it again and have been part of it all along, you know. Definitely. And, Coach, like we said before, man, you are doing a great job with that offensive line. You know, especially, like I said, with Paige's game, it was awesome. And there is one player that I believe you should be really, really proud of. And I don't know if I'm going to say his last name right, but it's Jonathan Wisenant. Okay. Um, I think you call him Big LJ. Uh, LJ is that yeah. correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, number 71. Well, there was a point in the third quarter, and I know you saw it on film. Mm -hmm. You had to. Uh, matter of fact, it was a minute and 45 seconds left in the third quarter. Go back and take a look at it if you hadn't seen him. But Jonathan or LJ had a defender on skates. And, I mean, he blocked him all the way until the end zone, until he heard the whistle blow. And he basically pancaked the guy. And I almost jumped up in my seat because I love to see stuff like that. You know, I wear glasses. I can barely see anything. But I saw that. And I went nuts, well, man. Well, I know the play you're talking about. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he had three pancakes in the game against yep, Page. Yep. Mm -hmm. Great game. And uh, – He's come a long, long way. He's gotten a whole lot better. Uh, I, I love watching us do things the right way, mm -hmm. and, and it, may, it excites me when I watch film. You know, if I had my way, we'd run, we'd run the ball 65 times again. Yeah, you but know? do you know that makes somebody upset, though, wouldn't it? I don't know. He walks by me every night. So, okay, we done throwing. <laughs> I heard hey, that. One other great thing about LJ too, though, is the kid carries like a 4.4 GPA. That is so, awesome. So I mean, it's that's what matters. That, that that's it another does. great yeah. thing. He's like uh, Fletch, when we have Fletch up here, they're, they're both great students, and he's got a bunch of guys on the whole line that uh, have great grades. Good deal. Good deal. Well, you see a kid like LJ not only performing great on the field, but in the classroom, it's got to warm your heart. But, Coach, when you see LJ make blocks like that, and I know it warms your heart and makes you excited and all that good stuff, 
But talk to me about how you might use alignment's performance like that of LJ's in order to teach and motivate the other offensive line. Well, I mean, we, when we watch film, I, I will, I will sh uh, spotlight a good play by one of our guys mm -hmm. and, and, and say, you know, that's how, that's exactly how we want to do it. That's how we, you know, if we run a, if we run a certain blocking combination and, and we do it right, I'll say to them, this is exactly how we want to get it done. We just need to become consistent doing it. And I did that with LJ that night, and I've done, you know, I do it with the other guys as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, that also builds trust and camaraderie amongst those guys. It does, yes, sir. You know, it's not always negative. You know, they're used to, oh, you didn't do this right, you didn't do that right. But, right. But to hear some good things, some positive things, really helps them to kind of understand, you know, where we want to go. Definitely, definitely. Well, Coach, you're doing a great job, and Coach Willard. You know, I want to tell you, we as spectators, you know, we're always, you know, watching and trying to figure out, hey, who's the best or who's going to come in and step up and really help the team out. Um, but I presume, you know, when you built the program the way that you built the program, you know, you're more concerned probably with who's beginning to progress along and being able to understand and do exactly what you want them to do on the field. Which player, uh, whether he's a starter or not, do you think has progressed the most on the football field and why? Um, you know what? There, there's, and it's not just because uh, Coach Lakers is here. I, we have another offensive lineman, Chris Davis, who last year, um, and even when he came in as a freshman, you would have never thought he would ever play it down to football. And he put on about 30, 35 pounds this offseason mm -hmm. and worked as hard as any kid I've ever seen. Wow. And he has become one of our best offense linemen. And, you know, those those big uglies don't get a lot of credit. No, they and, don't. Um, Chris is that, – that, that's – I don't know. You're, you're saying warm the heart. Everybody's going to laugh because a lot of people don't think Lekas has a heart. So, <laughs> so I don't want to say warms my heart, but it does make me feel good mm -hmm. to see a, kiss, a kid like Chris who you didn't think was going to be much. Right be such a huge contributor to our program and he, he's been an awesome surprise well part, part of this whole thing is watching the kids get better you know and, and uh, Chris is absolutely from day one when I got him in the spring to now it, it's night and day yep. and wow <coughs> excuse me he's uh he can play tackle he can play guard <clears throat> probably if I needed him to he can play center wow so and and to, to touch on that a little bit, that's one of the things I like to do is make sure these guys can play multiple yeah. positions. Right, right. You know, it adds depth to our team. Yes, it does. It helps them in college. Um, and Chris is – I mean, I can play Chris at tackle, and I've played him in tackle in a couple of games mm -hmm. during some uh, series. So it really helps us. It adds a depth to our program. Yep. Well, I'm going to make sure I look out for Chris Davis <coughs> and kind of check number, him out. Number 75, I yep. believe. Number 75. Okay, yep. I'll make sure I'll check, out, check him out. Coach, there's one play I want to bring up from Paige, and it was at the beginning of the game, and you guys were just trying to get started a little bit. And I know maybe the beginning of the game maybe was not all that fun uh, due to that initial fumble by Smith in the end zone. I don't know if you guys remember that one or not. We do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, let me ask you something. What did you think about that play, and do you think the referees got that call right? 
I think there, there's a certain amount of time I can't get fined anymore. If if not, Placer can <laughs> dig down in his pockets. So it was terrible. If you go watch it on film now, we've got an end zone view and that mm-hmm. his his knees clearly down. Mm-hmm. He was stretching the ball. The the ground caused the fumble. Um, so you know, it, but it, it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. high school football. Uh, but it it was a there was a couple calls in the game. I thought. One, both of them went against us. They called ours a fumble, and then they called the guy an incomplete pass when he right. threw that underhand pass yes. down the <laughs> yes. that we scooped and scored. But uh, I, I don't believe that was a fumble. But that's all right. It kind of got us refocused, and we, we came. We were all right. Well, you're absolutely right. And the reason that I bring that up is because, you know, the timekeeper is also a referee up in the booth. Mm-hmm. I went straight to him. And while he was eating his pizza, I said, listen, I got a, <laughs> I said, I got a question for you. And I said, I don't want to assist you in choking on that pizza if you answer this wrong. I said, but uh, did the referees on the field get that last fumble right? I said, because it looked bad to me. And he and he uh, he cleared his he cleared his throat a little bit, and he said, no. He said that one was wrong. He said, but I have no way to communicate down there. The player was definitely down. So even from up in the booth, you could see that he was down. But coach, I was definitely lobbying for you up there. I I didn't have any cash to lobby for you, but you know, I was using a little mafia style intimidation if I could. You know, (laughs) I love it, man. Home cooking right there, right? Home field at the nest. Yes, sir. You better believe it. And for those of you out there who are tuning in and listening to the nest, we're with head football coach Todd Willard of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. I'm your host, Rod Funderburg. We are joined by offensive line coach Doug Lakis, and we're at East Coast Wings on North Main Street in Kernersville, just sitting around the water trough talking a little football. Now, Coach, you guys had a bye last week, and I know you didn't take it off, but how do you normally manage bye weeks as it pertains to on-the-field practice, maybe classroom reviews for the players, and maybe a direction that your team wants to follow outside uh, of the classroom and the football field. Well, the, the, the big thing these days is you can get so much film out there, you know. And uh, so we, we've actually prepared. We, we practiced, what, three times last week. Um, we gave them Monday off and Friday. Okay. Um, we practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We acted like it was going to be a game day next Friday. So we mm-hmm. did our regular walkthrough on Thursday. Okay. Um, you know, but – just the same intensity, probably a little extra intensity in my bye weeks. I usually want to make sure not too many people. I had a meltdown yesterday in practice, I would say. Okay. And then we had a coaches meeting afterward, and I had another meltdown. I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> it, we, I, I'm not a big meetings guy, so my coaches know when I call a meeting. I mean, we might meet five times the whole year right? as oh, a wow. whole staff, mm-hmm. you wow. know. Um, a lot of people do it twice a week during that. We, we don't. We'll meet a couple times in the off season, just make sure. And then during the season, because people, I want them to be with their kids and their family. But we had a we right. had a, a meeting. But you know, I think we're very prepared. I, I'm always a over preparer. I, I I always tell people you can't make up lost time. Right. And uh, so you know, it, it's intense. Even though it's a bye week, it's intense. We we did have a lot of guys that didn't partake. In practice, just because yes. we want to get them healthy, mm-hmm. but uh, you know we we've been preparing for now basically what seven eight days on Grimsley, so hopefully that will show come Friday night. Good deal. Well, speaking of Grimsley, coach, you know you're going to play Grimsley this Friday night, and this is your sixth game of the season, and you're facing an undefeated Grimsley Whirlies, and they're led by Coach Daryl Brown, and Grimsley is coming off a big win against Nightdale, where they won forty seven to thirty three. 
Uh, that game's going to be, like we said, in Greensboro this Friday at 730. Coach, what can you tell us about Coach Brown, the Grimsley's program, and what we can expect from them on this Friday? Yeah, Daryl's a great guy. I've gotten to know Daryl since he came over to Grimsley. Um, just, just a great person. And uh, one, one thing I always tell guys, and another reason I'm kind of more amped up this next, I always uh, become a lot more amped up when I know the guy across the field can coach really well too. Gotcha. I mean, I'm not disrespecting other coaches, right. but Daryl – he does all the little things too, and there's a reason why Grimsley's become a very successful program in a very short time. Right. And uh, you know they they got a great D lineman um, that Lakers, and I think we got a great blocking scheme. Uh, he's like a five star guy. He's a sophomore. I'm not sure what his name is. Mm-hmm. And then they got the quarterback and running back from last year, and then they got um, uh, Ethan Albright's sons there now. Really, Carolina from Carolina. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. son's a tight end. He actually had three or four touchdowns this last game. So we'll have to contend with uh, uh, the Albright kid too. So. Okay. Well, Coach, now last year you mentioned last year they got some players coming back. But you beat Grimsley by a score of 41-7, to if I'm not mistaken, last year. And your fans will be expecting a repeat performance. So what must you do in order to satisfy those fans and give them that type of repeat satisfaction? You know, I mean, just do what we're doing. We've, we've gotten better every week, and I expect us to be better than we were two weeks ago when we uh, played against Paige. The big thing is not to give up the big plays, mm-hmm. to shut down their guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, to be able to take whatever they give us. Uh, Paige kind of tried to take away our run a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ty had threw for over 300 yards. Yes. I think the first time in his career he's thrown for over 300 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to just take what they give us, and uh, and we got to be very good on special teams. They're, Grimsley's very well coached on special teams. A lot of high school teams don't take special teams very serious, mm-hmm. and I think we have a great edge to that. Uh, Coach Stu and Coach Yoder, my special teams coaches, and myself, we got three guys just dedicated for special teams. So mm-hmm. that will be a big uh, a big deciding factor also Friday night. Okay. Well, Coach, I personally think as long as you guys play great and do what you're supposed to do, you know, nobody can beat you if you play well. I think the only people who can beat you are yourselves. Uh, and I believe everyone on the visiting side this week will be happy as long as you guys play a pretty good game and stay focused. That's right. You know, that that's just my thoughts. I think you're right. They, they, they're going to only be happy if we win. Because a lot of times they're even happy when we win sometimes. Huh? Oh, you've got them spoiled, man. I'm telling you that right now. You guys were winning one game one time. The score was like, I want to say 10-3. to 3, And I got Texas talking about, this is getting out of hand. It's crazy. This is a close game. I can't believe it's this close. And I'm sitting here like, we're winning 10-3. to 3. The defense hadn't let them pass the 40-yard line. What is the problem? You know what I mean? They are spoiled. You guys have got to do something more like than a that. Dang <laughs> Dallas or Patriot fan or something. I don't know. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Coach, you didn't go there, did you? Oh my goodness, and you've got two fans—one from the Patriots and myself from the Cowboys. Oh my goodness, Coach, you went there. Well, Coach, before we get out of here, man, let's talk a little college football, if you don't mind. How about those Wake Forest Demon Deacons? Hey, my Wake Forest Deacons, man. Man, they are undefeated sitting in. I think they're ranked at number 22 yep. right now. Um, next week, well, this week they have a bye. Yep. Uh, so not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday. It should be October 12th. They're going to be playing Louisville at home. And, of course, you know, Louisville's head coach is Appalachians. Yep. Old Scott, head coach. Yep, yep sure is. Um, what are your predictions maybe for that game? 
Well, it's a little ways away, but uh, I, once again, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with my Deeks and and, and and Coach Clawson and, and uh, my boy uh, Christian Bill, of course. Uh, Christian's playing great. He, mm -hmm. He's carrying the ball. I don't know if you guys watched the game. That last, he, he plays special teams too, and uh, he downed the ball on the one yard line on that last drive that pinned them deep, uh, right. so they didn't have time to. Uh, really get out of there to make that last uh, drive. So just proud that Christian's doing all the little things there at Wake Forest. Good deal. Good deal. How do you, do you think that Wake Forest can get to the top 10 before the season's over with? You know, I, I think they got a schedule right now that could allow them to. I mean, because they they're good, they got to play Louisville, and then mm -hmm. they, I think, they've Florida, got Florida State. State. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they've got Duke, know, Duke NC, NC State, State, Clemson, so and then Syracuse. If they could beat those teams, I mean, and, and we kind of seen – with your, your your tower heels there, that uh, Clemson is not uh, you know un unbeatable, and uh, you know that uh, you know as long as you keep getting better, anything can happen. And I'm just I'm one game at a time. I'm sure Coach Clawson would say so, mm -hmm. um, but uh, they they definitely have a chance. Definitely, Coach Lakers. You had a favorite college football team? Uh, I don't really. Okay. Uh, Who do you follow? I have well, I have two sons that went to school in the ACC. One went to NC State, one went to Duke. So, oh God, bless them both. So <laughs> I guess I would say that I I pull for them just because you know I a lot. Well, money went, my pocket was empty. Yes, then. sir. Yes, sir. I <laughs> definitely yeah. understand so, that. But, yeah, but I, I I like Wake Forest. Uh, I used to work the camp over there with Coach Willard. And, uh, mm -hmm. Coach Glasson's a great guy, and they, they've been real good to us at East Forsyth. Yes, they have. You know, allowing us to go practice there. And, mm -hmm. and I'm actually uh, pretty good friends with the strength and conditioning guy over there. Oh, good So I, I pull for them, too. I mean, I, I want them to be successful. Yes, sir. Wake Forest, Damon Dakins, they're the hometown favorite. That is for <laughs> sure. Now, Coach, this is the last time that we talked, or Coach Willard, the last time we talked. You know, my Tar Heels have been on a three-game slide, man. We lost the Wake, then we lost the App, and we just lost to Clemson. What do you think about this last game that we played against Clemson and Matt Brown going for two points instead of the field goal to tie it up and try and play for overtime? What are your thoughts? I, I think, uh, Coach Brown, I think it was perfect. I really do. I think the situation, where they were at, all those kind of things, you're playing the number one team in the nation. I think going for two is definitely, we were out, there's a bunch of football coaches. I was with Coach Snow, if you can imagine this, from West Forsyth. Yeah, I know you grow. <laughs> I hope, but don't kill me, Eagle fans, but I was with Coach Snow. Um, but uh, He was you know, still in plans, Eagle fans. That's what he <laughs> yeah, was doing. That's I'm, why I'm, he was with them. <laughs> I'm getting some intel, but, uh, you know, right away we both said we'd go for two if we're in that situation. Cool. And I think the play call was fine. It, the kids just got to ex execute it. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was just win-win, and the problem is they didn't make right. the play. And, and otherwise, I think Coach Brown's decision was spot on. I think it was a good decision to go for it. The only thing I had an issue with is you got a Clemson defense that's swarming. They're going to the ball. So I was hoping that maybe there was some type of misdirection play that was coming to try and get the defense rolling one way and then evident and then at the end have the ball going in the other direction. But, hey, that's my Tar Heels. I love them. I'm going to stick by them. Coach, how do you feel about that call? I've been going for two is the right call. I think in the situation where, where Carolina's trying to build back. Yes, sir. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if they go for two there and they make it, that just boosts the program, yeah. out of, uh, you know, to another level. Yes, sir. And, and the, the success for those kids is, is great. The confidence of going for two is that, you know, we're going to win the game. Yes, sir. We're going to try to win the game. 
we kick a we kick a field goal. Now we're going to have to play overtime with Clemson, and I'm not sure. You know, in the situation Carolina's in, I'm not sure that's a great situation. Right. But you got a chance on a two point play. You 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 just scored. You you got momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've played pretty well all day long. Yes, sir. So. God bless him. Go, go. Good deal. Good deal. Well, like I said, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm upset that we didn't get it, but you know, I'm not upset about the call. And let's switch it over to the NFL a little bit. If you guys don't know, as you know, this is hey, always Panthers country. So, uh, how about those Panthers being two and zero without Cam Newton? They've got old Cal Allen and the defense leading the way. What do y'all think about that? Hey, I tell you what. So, <clears throat> I'm, I've been pretty spot on with my college picks, but I am way off on the Panthers because you know I was all about Cam, and they'd only go as far as Cam can go. But mm-hmm. uh, hey, I, I'm I'm pulling for them, pulling for the Panthers, and and I hope they keep on winning like they are. Coach, I got a question for you, Coach Lakers. Does Cam? need to rush to get back and if he does get back and when he gets back does he get his job back or does he have to sit for a little while longer what do you think i think i think cam needs to get healthy Mm -hmm. i think the only way he's going to help the panthers is to be healthy yes sir and right now he doesn't have to rush back i mean they're two and oh without him Mm -hmm. the kids doing things that they're asking them to do the defense is carrying you know carrying them right now Mm -hmm. and i think when he comes back i do i think he'll be put back yeah i think he'll be the starter when he comes back but i think he's got to come back healthy right i agree with you there coach i'm gonna move over to another nfl question i wanted to talk about some stuff that's going on you know the league uh, on down on all levels have been trying to make this game much safer. Mm-hmm. What do you think about a guy like Vontaze Burfick, who was just suspended? He's always had a reputation of having illegal hits. Um, as a matter of fact, Antonio Brown still has brain damage, I think, when Burfick laid him out in the playoffs, <laughs> which is why he's probably acting the way he is right now. <laughs> we finally figured it out. Yeah. So is the NFL justified in suspending Burfick for the full season? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it, we're, we're trying to make it a safer game, and I think we've done. We're trying it in high school, college, even the pros. Obviously, it, it's a whole different speed and level up there with the pros. But yeah, I mean, he, he's had a bunch of, you know, questionable call hits and plays and stuff. And you know, it, it, they got to send a message. You know, I, you know, and I think the NFL's kind of got their back against the wall. They got to prove to the public that they are trying to change the game so right. I you know it's tough because it's a man's livelihood his families but uh, you know I, I'm just glad I don't have to make those decisions right yeah and I agree with you it's his livelihood it's his family but the player he hit Jack Doyle was on oh, his knees man, that was rough and yes. I mean he led with his head That's just and rough. and not only that I don't know if you saw the full impact but there was a player coming from behind so when he got hit in the front in the head his head was also crunched from the back by the other defender who was coming up. So I'm just glad that Jack Doyle's okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully he can go on. But I think Vontez Burfick has had a lot of chances. The only thing I think I would change is, you know, he's been suspended four games the last go-round. You know, I would have liked to seen it maybe four games, eight games, and then you're out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when you're out, you know, there is no next year. Yeah. You know, in, in the old Rocky movies, there is no tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. But, hey, Coach, what are your thoughts about that one, Coach Lakers? Well, I agree. And I, I heard something today on, on the radio that t- talked about the NFL Players Association and how they'll handle this. Mm-hmm. Well, 
unfortunately, he's doing this to other members of the NFL Players Association. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, a, a mixed bag there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's hurting guys that are in the in with him. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when it's when it's talking about take, yeah, they're talking about taking his livelihood, but he's yeah, taking someone's livelihood he when he hits right. someone like that. That's, that's right. Point. The chance of them playing again, who knows, you know? That's right. And, and the thing is that it's a, it's such a fine line. If the offensive player lowers his head to run over somebody, and the defensive player has already launched himself with a shoulder, they're going to go head to head. Well, defensive players can't stop once they start. That's so true. That's so very true. Whole, you know the whole thing. But he he's had enough chances. I, mean, I think he has yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So it it is definitely his time to give it up. Well, Coach Willard, Coach Lakers, that is going to do it for our time here on the Nest. I want to thank both of you for being here. Uh, you know, you guys are doing a great job, and I commend you. I get excited every time it's time for the East Forsyth Eagles to play. So I want to say good luck to you this Friday night against the Grimsy Worleys. And like I said, as long as you guys play well, I think you're going to do great. And, of course, we look forward to seeing you, Coach Willard, next week sure. right here on the next edition of The Nest. And, of course, I'm your host, Rod Funderburk. And thank everyone for listening. And hope you guys enjoy your evening and have a wonderful, wonderful football season.